Hello and welcome to I Heard It on a Podcast, our little corner of the Wild West. Let's just give her. My name's Isaiah. <laughs> My name's Riley. That one sounds kind of dirty. Kind of. It's G-I-V-E apostrophe E-R. And the example they have is, I'm feeling a little bit under the weather today. Just give her shotgun's beer. <laughs> Basically what it means is, give it all you've got when everything else fails. It's usually referred to work, drinking, sports, or any other activity that requires you to buckle down and get it done. So, mm. I guess in Canada when you feel a little bit sick and they say, just give her, they mean to shotgun a beer and get on with your life. Wow. Thanks, Canada. I can appreciate that. Yeah. So, let's just give her in today's topic thunder. <laughs> okay. I'm, I'm, I'm all for that. Today, we're talking about gardening, mm. music. Well, that's so vague. <laughs> Isaiah's going to finish that lyric. Yeah. I'm going to suck at this. <laughs> Yeah, you listen to pop music. I do. Yeah, if it's pop, we're good. Well, some of them are. And then I had a beautiful experience <laughs> at a Michelin star, two mm. a two Michelin star restaurant, and I'm going to tell you all about it. Fancy. Mm-hmm. But first, Isaiah. Yes. When I arrived at your house yes. earlier today, I brought you a bundle of cucumbers. Yes. And I grew those in my garden. Yes. I am here to convince you to garden. Okay. Now first. I don't have a yard. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. So this will be a little bit of a theoretical uh, argument. Kind of like, hey, let's buy a boat. Sweet. That's not (laughs) theoretical, but okay. I see what you're saying. Um, Or like, uh, I don't know. Any of our, I don't remember any of our other theoretical things. Um, (laughs) There's a lot of them. But this this is a little theoretical because I acknowledge that you don't have a yard. You don't. E- you don't even like own the property that your property is on. <laughs> I own the like air that's inside the wall. <laughs> yeah. Um, but let's say you had. You've seen my garden. It's about. Yeah. It's eight, six eight by eight plots. Mm-hmm. So let's say you had that. Yeah, that's space. a lot. And you could either just like let it be mulch or weeds or mm-hmm. grass, right. or you could make it a garden. Mm-hmm. What are your first impressions? I think I've always been fond of the idea of having a garden, but not for the reason you might think. Okay. You had a garden in your house like your, with your parents growing yeah, up. I never did anything in it, but my you, parents had a garden. Your parents didn't even like make you go out there and weed? I might have weeded like thrice in my life. <laughs> wow, <laughs> your parents were nice to you. I had to do it all the time. Well, but we didn't ever like actually like grow anything. I think we maybe like the three years that I weeded, we grew stuff. But most of the time, it was just like grass or weeds or whatever. So. I do remember it being overgrown frequently. Yes, it was. Fun time. <laughs> Good we always times, had raspberries yeah. though. Those just kind of tend for themselves. Yeah, they just kind of happen. So we got lots of raspberries all the time. Yeah, that's nice. Okay, so I I know what you're saying, but gardening does take a little bit more intentionality, as I have learned this year. My mom has always been the gardener mm-hmm. of the house, <clears throat> and she said uh, over the winter this last year, I'm not going to do a garden. And so I, then I thought, wait, that means I could do whatever I wanted. <laughs> no one would tell me to go out there and pull weeds, <laughs> and I could have complete autonomy over what I grew and when I harvested it and what I could do with it. Nice. And I've also gotten into fermentation. We'll talk mm. about that maybe sometime later on the podcast. Homemade hooch. <laughs> um, <laughs> so 
this would be great, a great way to get fresh, local, or organic uh-huh. ingredients for my other passions like cooking and uh-huh. fermentation um, without having to like buy a, as much groceries. Right. Um, but I've learned that it's quite a bit of work. Like I, I was right. out in the garden for three hours today after work before I came here, right. harvesting stuff and slicing it up so that I can refrigerate it because <laughs> you can't eat like 30 cucumbers in a week. <laughs> no. Especially when it's just like you and like one other person. Right. That's going to be impressive. You'd have to have a cucumber eating competition. <laughs> yeah, especially since cucumbers don't even have that much nutritional value. Right. It's kind of just like fiber and water. Yeah. <laughs> so um, my point is, I think that everyone can grow and become a better person through gardening. I, I honestly, the like product or thing that you harvest mm-hmm. is kind of second nature because or second hand. It's it's the not the main goal. Not the main goal. Because my main goal is getting outside, right. being in nature, seeing the like work of God, really. Right. Like it is a miracle that I bought a little seed packet for three dollars and now I have literally like yards and yards of vines in <laughs> right. my yard. And they're producing more food than I could eat. Not not that I could eat. I right. obviously eat a lot of other food. More food than you would want to eat of one specific of one thing. specific thing. <laughs> and I I agree that from the somewhat small area of, of my garden, if I just ate from my garden, the food would be gone right. in a weekend. Yeah. If you were to like live on a garden and and only on your garden, mm-hmm. it's you would need you know probably five times the space right. that I have and. To have a lot of other stuff, right, and also to probably live in a subtropical climate where you could garden all year long. Yeah. Um, but that brings me to my other argument for you to get into gardening okay. is to constantly be prepared for the apocalypse. Yes, I'm always keen to be prepared for the apocalypse because if the world shuts down and all of our food systems go offline, trucks aren't shipping in food to grocery mm. stores anymore. Once those grocery stores are raided, there's no more food right. in the world yeah. that you can have access to. So then you got to start getting your own. Yep. And yeah, it's nice if you can hunt. Like obviously protein is really important, but you can't live on just meat right. even if you could hunt endlessly mm-hmm. and get meat. You still need some other like v- like fruits and vegetables right. are an important part of the diet as well. Um so I think it's important to a know how to grow those things yes. and like be able to tell when things need water or things need to be harvested um and b if you can just have that already going and perhaps a stockpile in your freezer right. or canned or whatever. Yeah. That's even better. Right. Yeah, so, I would agree. Are those did I get to any of the reasons that you said that I would be surprised? If I or, actually no, okay. The, the the reason so the reason that I have wanted to do a garden, um, because yes, it would be cool to like be able to garden in the apocalypse, and I think if I had like like the amount of space you have and had something going, and the apocalypse happened, I could get by between like, you know, there's so many rabbits in my neighborhood that between all the rabbits that live here and my vegetables, I could probably survive until the winter, <laughs> and then who knows what's gonna happen after right. that point, but. Um, 
the real reason that I wanted to get into gardening and specifically I want a greenhouse is because I just love like automating things in my life and like making things efficient. Um, and so anything in my life that I can do to like make it so I don't actually have to do it anymore and it just does itself for me is amazing to me. And the peak of this, like my, I don't even know, my like life's work in terms of automation would be like a fully automated garden where I could like have stuff growing year round and it kind of takes care of itself and it monitors like the temperature of the air and it monitors the pH of the soil and it monitors how moist the soil is and it can like block weeds from growing because it's in a greenhouse but it can also like automatically like pick any weeds that do start growing it'll have like some sort of you know, camera recognition to recognize when it's a weed and not like a tomato and it'll be self-harvesting. It'll have like some sort of system to like harvest and it'll be like self-irrigating with one of those hydroponic things that the fish live in and like make super rich, mm -hmm. like basically a self-sustaining, self-powered, like solar panels on the roof running all the computers that do this stuff. That's like my dream. And so my dream is to like me personally, like plant a seed in like the garden and then come back two months later and have it be like this perfect strawberry or this perfect cucumber or whatever that I didn't have to like do anything after I planted it and just like realizing that this could happen indefinitely and it could just keep sustaining itself. That's my goal. So it's kind of I, like the opposite of your reasoning behind yeah. gardening. <laughs> if you're gonna harv if you're gonna have it self harvesting, you might as well hook it up to a conveyor belt and just right. like launch it right into your kitchen and then have a robot cut it up for right. you. <laughs> And like feed it to you. Right. But I think a lot of it's too like, it's not that I don't want to do the work. Cause I do love like, you know, planting and watering and we, those are all like super relaxing, satisfying things. Yeah. But for some reason to me, it's more satisfying if I can like make all of my like robots do it and then watch them actually do it. So I could honestly see myself like sitting in the garden watching my robots like water and weed and like, you know, do that kind of stuff and just being like, wow, look how cool this all is. And then, I still get to like taste the fruit of my labor. It's just different labor, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's more of like a one-time setup right. labor. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem with that. I mean, there is something to be said for efficiency in food production. Right. Uh, that's a whole other conversation. <laughs> um, but yeah, my reasonings for gardening don't have to be your reasonings for right. gardening. And I like actually not even like listening to music and just going out there and hearing like the rabbit hop around yeah. and and the, the bird earth crunching, yeah, and yeah. like stepping on the pine needles that mm -hmm. I laid down to suppress the weeds and mm -hmm. yeah, just like being connected to right. the earth because so much of our lives right now is not that. Mm -hmm. But they, your your thing is good too. Right. They both work. <laughs> we just have to partner together. And I'll do like all the hard to grow tropical stuff that like needs like perfect everything mm -hmm. full time. And so we can work on that together in the greenhouse. And we can go to the like outdoor garden and do all of the like fun, relaxing like cucumbers and beans and all that stuff that just grows really easy. And needs a lot of space. Yeah. Because I imagine your gar your greenhouse can't be like three acres. Right. Yeah. I picture my greenhouse being like vertical. So having like stacked like mm. layers. Um, and so you'd have like grow lights and so you could grow stuff, you know, eight or 10 feet up in the air, but it's still going to be smaller things. It's going to be like, you know, kiwis and blueberries and like some smaller things that don't like need space to sprawl necessarily. Yeah. I mean, you've seen like a, 
like a pumpkin right. patch. <laughs> they need like acres, acres, yeah, or or potatoes. Mm-hmm. You know, you you could get like five potatoes out of your greenhouse, right? <laughs> which is like one meal. Yeah, if even that. I wonder what like the most efficient, energy dense, nutritional food that you could grow is. Like, if you had to grow hmm. one thing to survive, because I know like. So in the Martian, which I'm sure you've seen, I yes, most of it. They okay. So they, he did potatoes, but I think that might have just been because they had like potatoes there, and he could like take a section and like plant just like a slice of it, and it would grow. Um, and so he ate potatoes like in this hypothetical, you know, sci-fi book. I don't know if it's true, but but I'm wondering if there's anything more nutritionally dense and like healthy. Just for our apocalypse preparations, you know, we can have kind of a rolling before we have the apocalypse happen. Um, so I don't know. I feel like I don't know if there's one specific gardenable thing that would kind of have you covered. This list that I'm looking at is well, for the number one on the list is salmon. <laughs> <laughs> Growing you can technically farm salmon. It's just a different kind of farm, right? And then number two is kale. Kale. And then three is seaweed. Oh, so I could you, not survive on only seaweed. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know how reputable this source is. I, the thing that immediately, immediately came to my mind was beets. Because okay. it's got the same sort of structure as potatoes, but it's got more vitamins and minerals. Um, it's probably similarly calorically dense as potatoes. Right. Um and they grow really easily, right? And they also come with greens, so you get like the the root, and you can eat the beet greens right. for like the same sort of health as kale. The downside with beets is they need like deeper soil, so they're not going to be as like dense necessarily. Yeah, they probably need I don't know ten inches, which isn't awful, but. I guess it just depends on if we're doing like the greenhouse kind of thing in the apocalypse or the like wide sprawl. I don't think we could do the greenhouse thing in the apocalypse, honestly. I feel like we would have to, depending on the apocalypse, because you'd want like. Where would you get your irrigation from? Well, it's a recycling system, it's all self sustained. Water, like where the water goes into the food. But you just like, you'd add more water to this like cycle. And not all of it goes into the food, you know, like some of it condensates on the roof and then it'll yeah. be collected and some of it like but passes like, through the it's soil. It's not entirely a closed system. Right, but I'm just saying like you could collect rainwater, like you're not going to have any less water than if you did it outside. But the nice thing about being in a greenhouse is you could have it like be fortified and more defensible and like you could have it anywhere, like it doesn't have to be outside necessarily. So that way like if it's a zombie thing, you don't want to be like a mile out in the field when the zombies come. You know, you want to be like in the wall with your tall greenhouse and your guns. <laughs> I just think you would need to set that up before the apocalypse right. starts. But you wouldn't be able to get those parts. Now. We're deciding now which oh. plants to grow and wh- what okay. to do. We're going to start preparing now. <laughs> we'll do that on another episode. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. But for now, you are a person that listens to music. I, I Would am. you say that you are, that that's true? Yes. Okay. <laughs> So uh, we're going to go through a couple of different lists. If one of them sucks, we'll switch to another one. But this is a finish the lyric quiz. And uh, I'm going to be totally upfront and say that I don't know a lot of these. Okay. So it's up to you. Okay. <laughs> and you can ask for the artist and or the song, okay. and I may or may not have it. I just want to preface this by saying I feel like I am really good at remembering lyrics. 
So I think this Great. should be easy, but <laughs> that could set me up for <clears throat> embarrassment later. Okay, let's get started. Okay. Sin City's cold and empty. No one's around to blank. Uh, is this Guns N' Roses? No. Then I'm screwed. <laughs> Who is it? <laughs> these are all um, like modern, this, on this list, these are all modern popular okay. songs. Who's the artist? The Weeknd. The Weeknd. I have no idea. <laughs> Sin City's cold and empty. No one's around to blank. Blank me. No one's around to blank <laughs> me. <laughs> Could be a lot of things. Could be a lot of things. It's not what you're thinking. Is it C? It's from Blinding Lights. See, the issue is, I think just hearing them said is difficult. Yeah. <laughs> if I know the song, I'll sing it. How about that? Wait, did you say? Did you say Sin City? Sin City. Is that what it is? Sin City's cold and empty. No one's around. Judge to. me. I thought it was this city. Wow. <laughs> okay. I've learned so many things. Judge me is correct. Hooray, All right. <laughs> okay. Uh, white shirt now red. Blank. <laughs> <laughs> Who's this by? Billie Eilish. Uh, is it like now bloody something? Bloody It could nose. be. It could be. It's from Bad Guy. Yeah. White shirt now red. Nobody knows. I don't know what the word is. I know how it sounds. <laughs> you want you want some options? I got yes. multiple choice on yes. this one. Why? No one knows. That's how it goes. My heart, it knows. My bloody nose. You want to hear it again? I think it's my bloody nose. Okay. Yes! yes I knew it was bloody something. <laughs> my white shirt now red. My bloody nose. <laughs> we need to hear these. Okay, I know this one. <clears throat> Why men great till they blank? <laughs> this is so hard without hearing the melody. Who's Why men great till they Who's it by? Blank. Lizzo. Oh. It's from Good as Hell, right? No. no. Truth hurts. Then I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I know it. Gotta be great. Why men great till they gotta be great? Oh. Okay, I don't even know who's uh, I guess I know one of these people. Actually, I know both of them. <laughs> Land in Miami, the air was hot. Blank. <laughs> Who's it by? Camila Cabello and Shawn Mendes. Uh, it's probably Senorita, right? Yes. I'm trying to remember. <laughs> Land, I don't know it's, the song at all. The, it's in the verse. Oh, man. I'm trying to remember. Land in Miami, the air was hot. Blank. You want the options? Uh, just give me a second. I'm trying to think of it. <laughs> Everyone be quiet. So I yeah, say the I melody. Think. I know the chorus. Like, I love it when you call me Senorita. Mm. Mm. Woo. But sing it. I hope we don't get copyright striked. Nah. Um, We're going to do a whole episode where we push those oh, I remember. What's the second? Land in Miami. The air was hot. Sweat dripping off me. That's not an option. It's not. <laughs> Maybe we're in a different verse. What are the options? From summer rain, from your pretty face, from the summer sun, with sun and rain. Summer rain? 
<laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow, you're doing really well. It just takes a minute. It does. I have to really remember the song. Okay. See, these aren't modern pop. These are like 2019 <laughs> pop. So that's what's getting me. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I'm going to take my horse to the whole town road. I'm going to ride till. I can't blank. no more. <laughs> I got the horses in the bag. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Aren't you the guy who tried to hurt me with the word blank? Who's it by? Dua Lipa. Oh, I love Dua Lipa. Uh. <laughs> she looks weird in this picture. What song is it? Can you <coughs> tell me that? Don't start now. If you don't want to see me. I'm glad that I'm the one leading this because <laughs> I don't know that I've known two of these songs. <laughs> That's impressive. Um Okay, what are the say it one more time? Aren't you the guy who tried to hurt me with the word blank? Uh, man, I've got like I've got Do two you at other home songs. know it? I've got two other right songs in. like mixed up. Call in, in right now. And I can't remember the verses to any of these songs. It's like Ah, I don't know. I can't. I can't get there. I can't get the verse. All right. Is it goodbye, ugly, bye bye, or sorry? It's got to be goodbye. Yep. Wow. I wish I could remember the melody and get it without help. Okay. You thought that it was special, special, but it was just blank. Who's it by? Post Malone. I thought that it was special. The sex, though. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. It's been a long time since you blank. Who's it by? Doja Cat? Okay. I've never even I have no idea. I've heard. never heard. I listen to like 10 seconds of her song and I'm too annoyed and I turn it off. <laughs> I'm going to have to pass this one. Okay. I'm going to guess. Left your stuff. Nope. <laughs> fell in love. That makes more sense. That sounds oh, like more a like a quiz song. we're taking together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, the first one we messed up is the one that I guessed on. <laughs> nice. Okay. <clears throat> Tastes like strawberries, blank. On a summer evening. Thanks. Is that Nile Horan? Is that uh, Zane? Nope. The other one. <sighs> What's his face? Harry. Yep. <laughs> Harry Styles. <laughs> it's one of those One Direction peeps. Okay. Sassy, moody, blank. Nasty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I knew that one too. That song is the worst. <laughs> I only listen to uh, powerful women. Megan Thee Stallion is a powerful woman to you? Absolutely. <laughs> you should watch her um, Tiny Desk. From like 2018 or 2019, huh. it, it's it goes hard. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'd rather be dry, but at least blank. Who's it by? Lady Gaga featuring Ariana Grande. Oh, uh, this is that one song that's like so extra. That I always, one, I always skip it. It's like brand new comparatively. <clears throat> yeah, I don't know. I always skip it because it annoys me. <laughs> I'd rather be dry, but at least. I'm alive. That makes sense, right? 
Sure. That's what it is. Sweet. <laughs> Haven't done my taxes. I'm too blank. Bye. Future. Oh, what, Featuring Drake. What's the song? Life is Good. No, I don't know. <laughs> I'm too... What are the choices? Turned up, effed up, mixed up, backed up. I think it's effed up because I think the song is explicit because I've seen the cover. Nope. Oh. It's turned up. <laughs> That's You should I'm still too, do your taxes. I'm too turn up. <laughs> and I really want to know blank. <laughs> the, I'm, I'm kind of... Oh, this is the last one. Who is it? Roddy Ritchie. Oh, Roddy yeah. Rich. Wow. It's a rap. It, it's just, if it's a rap song, we're never going to know. Let's, let's go to a different okay. quiz. <laughs> this might be more up our alley. <laughs> Finish this lyric. Okay. Because this is thriller, thriller night, and no one's going to save you from the blank about to strike. Is this Michael Jackson? Yeah. I don't know. What? I don't know the words. To- are you kidding? You don't know the words to thriller? No, the only song I know of his, the words are um, smooth criminal. <coughs> That's a little embarrassing for you. <laughs> I don't really listen to Michael Jackson. <laughs> okay, it's Beast. No one's going to save you from the beast about to strike. Ah, I would have said lightning. <laughs> okay. okay. This, the other list was better for me, I guess. <laughs> okay, here we go. Up in the club, just broke up. I'm doing my own blank blank. Who is it? Beyonce. Is this all the single ladies? Yep. I don't know the words to that one either. Up in the club, just broke up, doing my own taxes. Ah, <laughs> little thing. Oh, man. Wow. Okay. You hopefully will know this one. <laughs> oh, my God. Look at that face. You look like my next mistake. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Don't know Beyonce, but Taylor you know Taylor Swift. Swift. Oh, gosh. I hate myself. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what's next? I'm looking for ones that you might know. I probably know all of them. The ones that you're skipping are the ones I'm going to know. No. <laughs> Do you know Prince's Raspberry Beret? Oh, it's like, Raspberry Beret, Raspberry Beret. No. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's the other Prince song. <laughs> okay. <clears throat> Always I know you'll be at my show watching, waiting, commiserating. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Get that one punk song in yeah. there. <laughs> Let's blink one of two, right? <clears throat> mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. And it's so it's so sad to think that she doesn't see what I see, but every time she asks me blank 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 blank, I say <laughs> Who's it by? Bruno Mars. <laughs> It's hard to not hear it. Uh-huh. It's so hard. Uh, what song is it? Just the way you are. Okay, so it's it's hard to see. Hold on, let me say it again. Okay. And it's so it's so sad to think that she doesn't see what I see, but every time she asks me, mm. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Do I look okay? You know I say. Oh god! It really is like as soon as you hear the melody, yeah. it's easy. Yeah, but until then, it's like I have no idea. Okay, you might not know this one. 
I want your ugly. I want your disease. I want your everything <laughs> as long as it's those knees. <laughs> at least you got a. At least you picked a rhyming word. <laughs> it's it's from Lady Gaga's Bad Romance. Do you know that song? Yes. Okay, that wasn't. You shook your head no while you said yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. I want your ugly. I want your disease. I want your everything as long as it's free. <laughs> cheese. As long as it's cheese. Okay. How about this one? Do you ever feel like a plastic bag drifting through the wind waiting to... Do you ever feel like a plastic bag yeah. drifting through the wind mm-hmm. waiting to begin? Maybe. <laughs> Wanting to... Dang it. Start again. The issue is, there's that meme where it's like, do you ever feel like a plastic bag, like a plastic bag, like a plastic bag, and then it's just plastic bag for the rest of the song. That's the only thing I remember. Yeah, that's good, man. That is good. Oh, man. Okay. (sighs) I'm just going to continue embarrassing you, I feel. (laughs) Let's go back to the other list. (laughs) Okay, let's try... Let's try this list. Got to close some ads first. <laughs> if only you used ad blocker. <laughs> no. Okay, this one we got to do 28 questions in six minutes. Okay, <laughs> let's do it. What you want, baby, I got it. Got it. Okay, I got to find the words in this one. <laughs> um, where is it? <laughs> anyway, we, we know. Okay, I've got a long list of. Who's it by? Taylor Swift. Boyfriends. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a very helpful hint. I've got a long list of. I don't have the answers for this one, Cardigans. by the way. <laughs> yeah, I don't know on this one. Mm, I'm going to guess ex lovers. Nope, I don't know. Oh, this is like it's like a word bank. Okay. This I'm just gonna give it to you. This is smells like teen spirit. Hello, 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 how low. <laughs> no. What? Yeah, it is. Is it? Yeah. Hello. Okay, yes. <laughs> I was like, no, there's no way I know this one. Okay. I hear the train a coming, it's rolling round the <laughs> Bend? <laughs> Bend is an option. Who's it by? Uh, that was Folsom. Oh. Fol- Folsom. Yeah, what's it called? Folsom Prison. Folsom Prison Blues. Um, well, we're all in the mood for a melody, and you've got us feeling. Who's it by? Billy Joel. Oh, I don't know any Billy Joel songs. This is the most famous Billy Joel song to grace our ears. I don't know any Billy Joel songs. Well, we're all in the mood for a melody, and you've got us feeling. Fine. All right. Okay. <laughs> I've got sunshine on a cloudy day. When it's cold outside, I've got the month of May. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's May. <laughs> it's gonna be May. <laughs> Make it last forever. Friendship never ends. Yeah. That's a uh, Spice Girls, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> There's a fire starting in my. There's a fire starting in my 
Is it heart or chest? <laughs> it's heart. Okay. We're doing this one together because I don't have the answers. Okay. It's like a word bank. Nice. Okay. Jeremiah was a bullfrog. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Tell me why. Ain't nothing but a heartache. Yep. <laughs> oh, as long as I know how to love, I know I'll stay. Is it by? Gloria Gaynor. Oh, what? <laughs> oh, as long as I know how to love, I know I'll stay. Forever I, young? It's it's <laughs> I Will Survive. That's the name of the song. Oh. I will survive. Yeah. Okay. <clears throat> as long as I know how to love, I know I'll stay. Alive? Alive is an option. Let's go with it. Okay. Are we getting graded now or is it later? It's at the end. Oh, crap. <laughs> I remember when. I remember, I remember when I lost my mind. Thanks, gnarls. <clears throat> but every song's like gold teeth, gray goose tripping in the bathroom. <clears throat> I get so lonely I could die. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you know who sings that? No. Elvis Presley. Oh. Heartbreak Hotel. California girls were unforgettable. Daisy Dukes, bikinis on top. Yep, that makes sense. <laughs> My loneliness is killing me, and I must confess I still believe. <laughs> You're good at this list. I am good at this list. I've you... played most of these songs in college. <laughs> <laughs> you must not know about... Who's it by? Beyonce. You need to listen to some more Beyonce in your life. I The only song of hers that I like is uh, Love on Top. That song's a bop. Well, that's the problem. You need to listen. Okay. <laughs> Hopefully you've got this one in the bag. <clears throat> you must not know about me. You must not know about me. Yes. You, must... you know that song, yes, right? Yes, do know that song. <sighs> you have my heart and we'll never be worlds apart. <laughs> yeah, it it's apart. <laughs> don't cry, don't raise your eye. It's only teenage... Spirit. <laughs> no. It's Baba O'Reilly. Oh, the I who. know the like synth line. Don't cry, don't waste your eye. It's only teenage wasteland. Oh. I see the girls walk by dressed in their summer. Who's it by? The Rolling Stones. Ah. Uh. I see the girls walk by dressed in their summer clothes. <laughs> Makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> I like big butts and I cannot... Lie. <laughs> lie. There's vomit on a sweater already, mom's... Spaghetti. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What a Do you meme. Know who's that by? Eminem. Okay, good. <laughs> and then it's not just a meme, it's a good song. <laughs> Mostly a meme. <laughs> Poor Eminem. We only have 20 <laughs> seconds left. Oh, crap. <laughs> I have to do seven more. Okay. And them good old boys were drinking whiskey and. Right. Okay. If you're having girl problems, I feel bad for you. Blank. Oh, what? <laughs> 99 Problems by Jay Z. <clears throat> if you're having girl problems, I feel bad for you. I don't know. Blank. Baby. <laughs> oh, it doesn't let us keep going. Are you kidding me? We're done. <laughs> okay. We got 70, 79%. That's not amazing. <laughs> the, the answer for that or whatever says, 
That's some high quality middle of the road work right there. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, website. Couldn't have said it better myself. All right, the website determined that that segment is over. We were having a good time. It was a great time. <laughs> we probably could have kept doing that for like another hour probably. and a half. <laughs> but I want to move on to my Michelin star okay. experience. So Isaiah alluded to his weekend in the last episode. Um, but my weekend was quite exciting too. For my birthday, uh, Lauren surprised me with a trip to New York City. And, <laughs> and as part of the as part of it, we went to a restaurant called Gabriel Cruthers in New York, which is a Michelin rated restaurant, which has always been on my bucket list yeah, to go totally. to a Michelin rated restaurant because I'm a foodie. And so she told me that really my birthday gift was to go to that restaurant. Right. We just had to go to New York to do that. Right. <laughs> so if you don't care about food or in like holistic experiences, then uh, I don't know, click away. Go find another podcast. Have a fun, boring life. See you later. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, our reservation's at 7.30. We get there right on time. Yep. And um, we walk into this space and it's so intentional. The ceilings are 40 feet with wow. cross beams and these like glass partitions separated by like wood beams um, running the whole like 40 feet. And everyone has their own table that's got like really comfy chairs because you sit there for a while. Right. As you'll hear. <laughs> and there's huge like modern art pieces that are probably 10 feet by 10 feet that are kind of like in muted colors in the like abstract. Mm-hmm. They're like abstract art pieces. So it's like a very modern um, atmosphere. And I'm already so excited right. just walking in and looking around and being seated. And our waiter comes over <clears throat> and she introduces herself and explains the menu. And you can order just a la carte off of the menu like any other restaurant. Mm-hmm. They, but they are also have uh, tasting menus. There was a three course, a four course, and the chef's six course. <laughs> I was like, we are in New York. We yeah. came here for this. It's my birthday. We're going to do the chef's six course right. menu. Of course. Right. So that's what we do. She gets a glass of Pinot. I get a crazy weird cocktail. Um, and it was so lovely. Uh It was just so enjoyable. And we were thinking about what kind of people would this would be worth it to because it wasn't cheap. Right. This is something that you do depending on who you are, maybe once a year or once every other year or something like that. Right. Just for really special occasions. And it was just so. Personal right. and so intimate, like it will. I know that it will always be such a special memory for uh-huh. Lauren and I, and it was very exciting. So I'll go through the courses. Okay, um, it started with like this mini bunt cake that, and that was just our bread. Nice, um, <laughs> and it had this um, kind of spread. Uh, one of the problems, the only, really the only problem, was that the the guy who brought out our food, who was separate from our waiter, 
he he brought out every course and um, explained each part of the dish. Right. Had a very heavy accent. Gotcha. So he didn't understand. <laughs> so a lot. he didn't understand everything that was on our plates. Right. Um, but that's fine. We used our palates and we talked about it and tried to figure it out, and that was kind of part of the fun. Right. Um, so we had the bread, and um, I cannot for the life of me remember what the first course was, um, but Lauren will. <laughs> In the second course, we had this kind of, I, I have pictures of the menu, hold on one moment. It was like a foie gras, it was called the foie gras terrine. Wow. Um, and so it had a piece of rye bread that they made. It, uh-huh. the, I'm gonna sound so bougie for the next like 15 <laughs> minutes, but that's part of why I loved it. Right. <laughs> so anyway, house-made rye bread, and um, it came with a bunch of stuff to put on the rye bread. Right. The main thing was the foie gras, which, if you don't know, is duck liver pate, um, pickled strawberries, which I was shocked and amazed by. And it sounds weird, but good. It was good. It was kind of like a really sour strawberry jam. Yeah, that's what huh. it tasted like. But they were kind of green, right? Like they were maybe um, unripe right. or underripe. Yeah. <clears throat> and the other crazy thing on this plate was Riesling Jello. Wow, fancy! So, yeah. <laughs> so it was wine flavored Jello, and it was just like one maybe inch by inch kind of section of it, right? And it was. So, I really liked it. That was maybe one of my favorite parts of the meal. Uh-huh. Lauren didn't like it that much. Um, it wasn't like her favorite thing, but I was just so surprised by it. I'd never had anything like it. Uh-huh. It melted away in your mouth and became like a, a swallow of wine. That's amazing. It was amazing. <laughs> it was so cool. It blew my mind. Um, I feel like we should make like four dollar bottle of wine Jello now and see how that is. Because <laughs> we could try thing. it. I mean, we we could we could try it. Yeah, we'll try it sometime. <laughs> um, but it was just so like thoughtful, right? And the main thing that I discovered through this whole tasting menu thing, which I've never really done a tasting menu, is that one of the th- goals when we got to our last course, which was our main course, was that we were prepared, our, our palates were prepared for what it was. Mm-hmm. And I'll talk about that more in that when we get there. But these first few courses were pretty light and not super like intense flavors right? because we're kind of working up to that. Um, the third course was something that wasn't on the menu. It was a, a little piece of a raw white fish. I don't know exactly what kind of fish it was, but it was... Um, it had like several different creams with it. So one was like an avocado-based cream. One I think was a black garlic-based cream, mm-hmm. and then another one I don't know. It was some sort of orange citrus. So I think it was kumquat, but <laughs> no one else will believe me. Um, but why not? Why wouldn't it be kumquat? Yeah, you know, as well. It's got to be exotic. Can't just be like orange, <laughs> right? <laughs> so you got to try these different. Like dollops of sauce with the fish, and it also had this kind of. It looked like a pork rind, but it mm-hmm. was like a puffed bread, a, like a puffed pastry kind of thing. Um, and try all those things together. It was so you. Un- it's just like really cool, right? Um, and fun to try all those sauces. 
Um, then after that, there was this thing they brought. You would have loved this part. They brought out this dish under a big upside down glass, like a cloche. Yes, I'll show you the picture. It's okay. the one on the top, and it's covered oh, in smoke. Nice. And so this dish was smoked, infused with applewood smoke. Yum. And so they bring it out, and then they lift off the the kind of the glass cloche yeah. and swirl it around in front of your uh-huh. nose and say, inhale the, right. the applewood smoke. Right. And it kind of lingers in uh-huh. the air for a minute while you're eating. Right. And this thing that you were eating was sturgeon and sauerkraut on a tart. So it was like puff pastry yeah. on uh, with sturgeon and this kind of um, hollandaise type sauce. Mm-hmm. And then a little bit of sauerkraut in there, and then a little dollop of caviar on top. <laughs> it's interesting because so much of it, like just hearing it, sounds bad. But it's because I'm picturing like the cheap, like grocery store versions, like yeah. put together. And I can only imagine like the like science and like technique that goes into making it so it pairs so well and it's yeah. just so complementary to each other. And so much of it too was just being open to trying right. new flavors. Yeah. And I mean. Obviously, I love like the taste of a cheeseburger too, right. but I know exactly what I'm going to taste when I taste a right. cheeseburger. And the thing that I loved about some of these things was I was taken on like a weird journey that I wasn't expecting. Yeah, like I took a bite of that Jello and I didn't even lo- I didn't look at the menu really. Right, I was just like, I don't know. Have the chef send us yeah courses. You're gonna eat whatever they give yeah. you. Yeah, that's one of the great th- things about not having allergies and not being picky right. is it's just like send me whatever you want. Yeah. And so I took a bite of that Jello, and I was like, "This is wine. This is wine Jello." <laughs> and I wasn't expecting it. I thought right. it was going to be like apple or something. Right. Um, and so, same thing with this kind of like fish on puff pastry with caviar and sauerkraut. Yeah, that would be really gross if I made it at home. Right. But I'm not a world class chef. Right. <laughs> yet. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> That'll be a big. Uh, career shift right. when that happens. <laughs> um, so after this, um, they sent out a Dutch oven of mussels with Ooh. this really thick, hearty, crusty bread on top on bottom. Uh-huh. So it was kind of soaking in the like buttery mussel juice. <laughs> <laughs> and so the guy, when he brought it out, said, "You can either take out the bread right now and keep it kind of." Crunchy, or you can let it sit in there and let it become soft and infused with the butter and the like, the juices from the mussels. And I was like, "Heck yeah, I'm doing that." <laughs> um, and I love seafood, man. I could eat seafood every single day. And so the mussel, I went to town on the mussels, <laughs> and um, it was good times. They were really well done, and like, it's kind of hard to infuse flavor inside of a mussel because you, when you start cooking them, they're closed, right? And then they pop open when they're ready to eat. Yeah. But they had so much flavor on them, which is pretty cool. Yeah, I guess a lot of it's probably like if you're boiling them, like making your water super seasoned so that it kind of seeps in. Yeah. Because I learned that actually recently that like to have amazing pasta, you have to season the water like crazy <laughs> amounts. Yeah. Like way more salt than you think, way more like butter than you think. But it makes the pasta so much better because it's the only way you season the actual noodles themselves. You know, like 
if you just use the sauce as the seasoning, you're missing half of the equation. Yep. Salty con la mer. Yeah. Whatever that means. Like the sea. <laughs> it should taste like the ocean. I just feel so knowledgeable. You're just teaching me so many things. <laughs> okay. So then after the mussels, I think I'm, I might be getting this wrong, Lauren. You're not listening, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> after that was our main course, which was two week aged hay smoked duck breast. Wow. And so they aged this duck in house and it was immaculate, like super crispy skin, uh-huh. very buttery, like layer of fat right in there. Uh-huh. And then so tender. It was, oh man, I haven't had protein like that in a long time. Wow. And I probably won't for a while. Right. <laughs> it was just very good. And it came with this kind of squash kind of mix that was very bright and citrusy and surrounded by a eggplant puree and on a bed of pumpkin seed cornbread. Oh. So fancy. it was it was very like seasonal. Yeah. Which that was a theme throughout the whole thing was it had bright kind of summery citrusy right. flavors and a lot of a lot, also a lot of salt. Like right. as the meal went, as the meal progressed, it increased in salt and fat and citrus, which were the kind of the main themes right. in the main dish. And so I said to Lauren, I don't. I think I would have been overwhelmed by this main course if I had just sat down, like came in off the street and sat down and right. had this. But because there was several courses that kind of increased in complexity and took my palate over here and yeah. took my mind over there. Right. I was totally ready to right. enjoy all of the different aspects of kind this. Of warmed you up to it. Which is what a tasting menu is supposed to do. Right. Like show you the full range of ideas of the chef who is in this way a like an artist. Right. A creation a creator of like something beyond just right. a sustenance. And also to kind of take take you somewhere and say, right. this isn't just you know a piece of meat and some vegetables. This is kind of a story. Right. And the, the the chef was from a specific part of France, and so all of his food is kind of derived from huh. that part of France, which is really cool. Fancy. And then for dessert. There was like five parts to dessert, wow. which was incredible. So first they started out with these really like it was like a marshmallow covered in it was like a strawberry flavored marshmallow covered in these kind of crunchy bits. And it's it's like first tangy and then sweet, and then it kind of went sour and then it came back to sweet. That's the thing I'm talking about, like takes you on a journey right. just in one bite. Yeah. And then with that came out some like Kind of pastries, um, just one bite, kind of like pat a shoe pastries. Um, and then they brought us each our own different dessert. So we, for the rest of the meal, we had each had the same thing, just on, we each had our own plate of the same meal. And, but for dessert, they brought us two different things. Huh. So she got the pineapple carpaccio, which, had let me find it. 
So it was a matcha biscuit, and on one side was fresh pineapple, and the other side, I forget what it was. I think it was flan or mm. something else. It was very tropical. Yeah. And it was covered with this kind of um, like a mint granita kind of sorbet type huh. thing and a little scoop of ice cream. And on the side was this dollop of something orange. And she poked it and it kind of rolled away. And so she scooped it up and it just kind of stayed like a little blob, like I thought it was more jello. Right. And then she poked it from the top and it exploded. Juice came out everywhere from this thing. <laughs> and it was like a dollop of passion fruit juice huh. that was surrounded in some sort of gelatin huh. shell. And so once you poked it, it poked a hole in it and ju- juice <laughs> came out of all. It was both of our jaws dropped when she did that. It was like, wow, this is so exciting. Man, I loved that. And then I got the chocolate caramel flan, which had like a base of cocoa nibs and then um, flan on that and a milk sorbet on top, which it's just like a, that was a very elevated chocolate right. dessert. Right. It wasn't like too overpowering. Like that's, that's how you know that there's, it's a good restaurant is if they can do a good chocolate dessert because chocolate desserts at every restaurant suck. Right, it's except like for this one. So much chocolate. They pride themselves on having more chocolate. Yeah, I I I applaud them for priding themselves on having less chocolate. Right. So after that, they brought out uh, like a little mousse, chocolate mousse cake that had "Happy Birthday" written in chocolate. Nice. And a little candle on it. So that was more dessert. Right. And then with the check, they brought. House-made chocolates, like wow. they they have a, their like their pastry chef makes chocolates. Wow, and in-house, and so they brought out a couple of those for us to try. And by that point, we were so stuffed, right? And we were like, but we we gotta try these. Right, like, we gotta at least try one of them. Yeah, and um, it was so such a complete experience. Yeah, and so. It was so worth it to me. Like so, I would absolutely do it again. So at any point did you ever feel like you kind of were past the point of like tasting and you just like were full? Be- okay, so I I didn't say, but we were there for about three and a half hours. Okay. Um and it was spaced out like our first thing that we ate was about when we sat down. Right. And like I said, we were eating chocolate as we signed the check. Right. So you kind of like eat and hang out and sip your cocktail, and then they bring you something else in like fifteen minutes. Yeah, and you leisurely eat your thing and right. talk about it and talk about the other people that are there yeah. and talk about your day and whatever else. And so it's a very like European, yeah. luxurious, slow-paced right. eating experience, rather than how we eat meals in America, right. where you. Have everything that you're going to eat, and you do it in like 15 minutes or less. <laughs> yeah, and so you just instead of like trying to take everything you're going to eat and just sh- like shove it in your stomach right. and say, "All right, now I'm full, I'm done." This was more of a like, I'm going to just taste a lot of stuff yeah. for three hours and gradually fill up. Right. So I didn't ever get to a point where I was like, "Wow, I'm stuffed." Yeah. Until the, <clears throat> until the, I wasn't ever like uncomfortably right. full, even though I literally ate like 
seven or eight courses. Right. But they were all small. Right. You know, they were all yeah. like four or five bites. Yeah. Um, do you feel like this type of experience would be cheapened if you did it more often? Or is this something that if you could afford to, you'd do all the time? That's a good question. I, th- I definitely saw some people there who I could tell do it all the time. Right. Like this is their week, night. Well, we were there on a Saturday, right. but like that was maybe their weekend thing right. was to go out and spend $400 on dinner. Yeah. Um, I think even if I could afford to do it and I lived in New York City or whatever, I don't think I would do that right. as often. Yeah. I would maybe do it you know, four times a year or something like that because it is really a, a, a very special thing. Right. And I enjoy it a lot, but I also enjoy like the movies a lot. Right. And you can watch a lot of movies for that amount of money. Right. <laughs> um, I th- I think because of its rarity, because of where we live, and because where we just like that's not a that's not what we spend our money on. Yeah. Um. It's going to be like I could feel in the moment that that was going to be something that we remember right forever in our yeah. relationship, and that in and of itself is valuable. Yeah. And I value that. Just as much, if not more, than the incredible food and totally. the great atmosphere and the dining experience and the good customer service and all that right. stuff. But just the kind of this, you're, I think the scarcity is important. Yeah, for me, right in the memory making. Totally, it's an experience because of the like rarity, and not yeah. just because of the food. Yeah, yeah. All right, so the last question, and what everyone's wondering is, how much did it cost? I don't know. I didn't pay. Nice, <laughs> but at least more than like six dollars at Taco Bell. Yes, <laughs> I believe that the six course chef's tasting menu was one ninety five a person. Okay, and then we got some drinks. Yeah, so that's achievable. You do I the mean, math. We've spent Emily and I have spent like, you know. just on like normal, like going out dinner with drinks. Yeah. So it's not that much of a stretch for like an experience. If you go somewhere nice and you get an appetizer or two and two cocktails and a nice court, a nice main course and dessert, you're not that far away. Right. For two people or three people, you know? Yeah. So this was so like, Curated, and I kind of liked not making any decisions right. and just saying, "I'll have what is fresh and what yeah. the chef recommends." Yeah. And because it was in a, uh, a you know a new place, yeah. it was in New York. We don't go to New York right. that often. Yeah. And it was like a specific celebration. Yeah. It was absolutely worth it totally. to me. But I I understand that some people don't think about food and appreciate food and. Like over romanticized food, right. like I have been the last fifteen minutes, right? <laughs> to the same point, and there, I totally get people not justify spending three, five, three or five hundred dollars on yeah. one meal, right? Yeah, I think you mentioned that like it was fun not making decisions. I wish more restaurants would do that. We could just like bring out whatever like the chef wants to give me, you know, because 
sometimes it's so overwhelming, especially if it's like a nicer place and you don't know like what any of the ingredients are or what any yeah. of the names are. And you like have to ask so many questions. Like I'd just be like, bring me whatever you think I'd like. <laughs> yeah. And like whatever's local and whatever's right. fresh yeah. and what's good. Yeah. Like what are people eating and what are people liking and right. What does the chef eat when he eats here? Right. <laughs> like, that's what I want to eat. Yeah, totally. <laughs> well, cool. That sounds like an amazing experience. It was great. You've convinced me to try it someday. <laughs> uh, yeah. It was, I would recommend it to anyone who thinks they might enjoy it just right. to try once in your life. Yeah. <sighs> All right. I feel, I feel very zen right now. I feel like I want to go eat some crappy cheap food. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That'll be a sharp decline. <laughs> oh, sad. <laughs> Thank you for listening to I Heard It on a Podcast. We've got new episodes on Mondays and Wednesdays, and you can find them wherever you get your podcasts, wherever you are right now. Go find more. If you like what you heard, like uh, gardening or food, I was guess that kind was of kind, of, thing. kind of the same thing. Unless you're like uh, weed. <laughs> or you want right. Uh, or you want to hear Isaiah finish more lyrics, because yeah, I don't know that I could do that. Um, send this podcast to someone else who likes those things. Yeah. As always, you can reach us at iheardonpodcast at gmail.com. So are Michelin stars named after the tire company? Yes. So in 1926, the Michelin company started awarding stars to people in mainly in Europe to incentivize people to drive. Huh. So they said...